Welcome to Garfield Memorial Church. We are one church in three locations, Pepper Pike, Ohio, South Euclid, Ohio, and Liberia, Africa. Together, we seek to widen the circle through our core values of diversity, safety, authenticity, growth, and forgiveness. To learn more about Garfield Memorial Church, visit our website at garfieldchurch.org. And now, may you be blessed and inspired by our weekly podcast of the message from the 10 a.m. Sunday morning Mosaic worship service. Garfield Memorial Church, widening the circle. Praise the Lord. Happy New Year. Year. All right. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Pastor Steve. Uh, I work on staff here. They let me hang around for a couple years. I'm I'm enjoying the whole trip. We're glad to be here this morning. Are you ready to rumble? Well, it's going to be one of those days, right? This is how it's going to start? Okay. All right. Fine. But as you know, uh, we've been doing our Christmas joy. Amen. I'm going to push a button here. Let there be light. There we go. I don't want that. Okay, see? This makes you feel so powerful. You should, let me see if I can work on some of you guys. No. Okay, all right. <laughs> rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Uh, as we come to the end of this series, it's been a wonderful series for me, and I trust it's been the same for you. Uh, we're going to speak from the life of Paul who wrote this particular epistle, this letter. Uh, When Paul wrote this letter, he was in jail. Paul was doing time. He was in jail. He wrote four epistles from jail. His life is marked by suffering and tribulation. If anybody in the scriptures can tell you how to find the grace of God, the peace of God, and the joy of God in the midst of trial and tribulation, it would be Paul. His very calling was wrought with that. In fact, uh, If I'm remembering correctly, uh, Paul was the only apostle where we get insight to what God actually said to him when he called him. God had sent Ananias to go pray for Paul, and Ananias wasn't feeling that because Paul had wasted the church, and he's like, I'm not praying for that dude. And God says, no, go to him. He's a chosen vessel to me, for I must show him the things he must suffer for my name's sake. So Paul knew right out the chute that his journey would be a suffering journey. And so in his letter, the letter to Philippians, he, he talks about rejoicing, and he uses rejoicing as a response to circumstance, and we're going to dig into that today. I'm going to read the whole text, uh, Philippians 4, 4, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. So today, bam, boom, pow, boom, whoosh, none of that. Bam, bam, Uh uh-huh. No, that ain't right. There you go. Four points I'm going to make today. We're going to talk about the source of our joy, the source of joy right? The choice to rejoice, how to rejoice, and reasons to rejoice, okay? The source of our joy, 
the choice to rejoice, how to rejoice, and uh, reasons to rejoice. So our source, the source of joy, joy is a fruit of the spirit, okay? It's not a mental trick that we play, and it's not a little mental game we play with ourselves. Joy is a fruit of the spirit, which means the result of the Holy Spirit indwelling the believer. When you have believed on Jesus Christ and you're born of his spirit, the result of that union are these Really, it's really one fruit. The fruit, of, the fruit of spirit is love. Out of love comes joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there's no law. So the presence of joy in your life is the result of being in Christ. It's not built, joy is not built on what happens to you. That's happiness. Joy is built on the presence of God in your life. God is with you, and you are with God. Now watch this. How close you walk with God is up to you. Amen. You got to decide to walk close to God. You got to want to walk close to God. All right. So the the source of our joy is uh, God himself. It is the fruit of a spirit. The choice to rejoice. Rejoicing is a choice. So whereas joy comes from the union of God and you, rejoicing is something we do. It's how we choose to respond to our circumstances. Now, you know, I had a little fun with, our, with my first group. There's a lot of ways you can respond to your circumstances. I would go through the room and say, let's talk about a few of those, but I might get in trouble. But there's a few things you can do. If, if you're feeling really down or frustrated, you know, you go get yourself a, a nice tall glass of whiskey and just drown your sorrows. Of course, whiskey is a depressant, so you're not really drowning nothing. You really just make yourself feel worse. Well, you had to choose that. Is that all right? You choose that. Now, me, because I grew up in the church, you know, and drinking wine was like a deadly sin, like you go straight to hell, gasoline draws on, you can't drink no wine. So what I did is I cut it up with some chicken, chicken wings and, and, and pies and whatnot. And so how you deal with your trouble? You just eat your troubles away. Just chew, 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 chew in the name of the Lord. Chew, chew. You know, so, you know, my depression made me fat, you know what I'm saying? And so there's different ways to deal with life circumstances, you know, or you can choose to rejoice in the Lord. It's a choice we make. So this scripture, Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17, though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vine, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the field shall yield no, no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. That's bad. All that's bad, 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 bad. Ain't none of that good. But he says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. I just choose to respond differently. Because the joy of the Lord is there, I'm going to rely upon it to take me where it needs to go. Now, what is joy? Joy is inner gladness. It is, it is a sense of confidence, a sense of assurance that God is going to be with you no matter what. And although I don't like where I'm going, in fact, where I may be may, may really bite right now. I just do not like this. However, there's an inner gladness, an inner sense of, of peace, an inner sense of confidence that this will be okay. You know, I, I used to tell people, you're uncomfortable, but you're all right. You're uncomfortable, but you're all right. It hurts, but you're okay. You know, you, you know you, you'll be all right. This is part of the human journey. So it's a choice. To rejoice is a choice. It's what I choose to do in, in walking with God and relying upon the Lord. Well, how to rejoice? And we're going to dig in. That's why I'm going so fast. I'm going to dig in some text here in a second. Three parts of rejoicing. The first part is receive. 
So if you're going through something, and I'm going to show you that you not only rejoice in bad stuff, you rejoice in good stuff too, because if you don't rejoice in the good stuff, you'll take credit for it and not give glory to God. You think you did all that, right? But you have to receive to rejoice or to take the joy that you have and rehearse it and bring it back up and bring it and allow it to fulfill your, fulfill your heart and your mind and your perspective. The first thing you have to be willing to do is receive. Receive what? Receive a new insight. You got to let God show you a different picture of the same thing you're going through. Sometimes we're just not receptive. We're like the kid who hurts themselves. I have a, a granddaughter. I love her dearly, uh, but she's just so dramatic. She's just so dramatic. She, she fell off of her, her little skateboard thing last summer, and she scratched her leg. I heard her all the way down the street. I heard her coming, and I knew the earth had just stopped. I knew that something horrible has happened to my baby. She's screaming. She's going in. She's going to levels of scream that I have not experienced with any of my other granddaughters. And so my wife said, baby, let me see. She said, no. She said, I said, let me see. She said, no. She said, baby, let me see. No. So she covered it with her hand and she screamed, no, 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 no. My wife said, we got to clean it out. She said, oh, no. Then she went to the next level. No, 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 no. And this was a whole thing for about 20 minutes. And every time my wife touched it, she, she would not allow her. She would not receive the help. There was help. She wouldn't receive it. There's a way to make it feel better. She wouldn't receive it. Whatever we told her, she didn't, we shouldn't believe. Baby, if you clean it out, it'll feel better. No, no, it won't. No, yes, it will. No, it won't. Put an ice pack on it. No, that'll hurt. So no matter what we tried to give her, she wouldn't receive it. So she had to kind of, I said, so, okay, fine. We're just going to let you sit there and let it. And she kept saying, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. Sound like a bird. It hurts. <laughs> Poor baby. Baby, I know it hurts, but you have to be willing to receive the help we're trying to give you. Receive is number one. How to rejoice, you have to receive new information. Number two, remember, you may already have the information. You just forgot how good God is. You just forgot. He brought you through some stuff. Some of y'all used to be crazy in the bed, but now you've been sitting here looking all sane and intelligent. You ought to give God some glory for that. He brought you through. You are, thank you, Lord. I, you know, every, every time I see somebody walking down the street talking to themselves, I said, Lord, it's not should have been me. It was me. Thank you, God. I'm back. I, I'm back. You got to remember how God brought you through. Remember. And then rehearse. You may remember it, but, but, but keep it in your mouth. You know, I don't know if I put the scripture in here or not. I'm going to see. No, I didn't. So the scripture said, <laughs> Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. This poor man cried and the Lord saved him out of all his troubles. Man, you ought to preach to yourself sometime. You ought to just be the best preacher in the world. You need to walk around your house saying, listen, I will live and not die. God, you did it for me before. You can do it again. I'm going to make it through. You need to just talk and just talk. You know why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, even if it's out of your mouth. So put the word of God in your mouth. Don't let the devil tell you, you're going to die. You're going to die. What you going to do? What you going to do? I'm going to live. I'm going to live. No, I'm not. You was a lie. Talk back. If you've ever been through something, you know that you'll talk to you. 
Don't be in debt. Every time a bill comes, they out, we out here. <laughs> Every time the mailman comes, we out here. <laughs> open us. No, I ain't opening the mail. Open us. No. And don't let it be Rita. Don't let it be the Rita. No, don't let it be Rita. Somebody needs to get her saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Rita ain't no good. She, she be creeping up on you. You don't even know. And here she comes. You all be, you all be somebody. Oh, you're a man. Yes, she'll do. You all be somebody. And you know, you be fighting with Rita. She fighting with you. She be taking, I'm going to take your body. I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you right to the car. I'm going to take your body. I can't stand Rita. So those of you who don't live in Cleveland, I'm sorry. <laughs> those of you who know. But your, your circumstances talk to you. You got to talk back. We're going to be just fine. We'll figure it out. We, we don't got the answer right now, but we'll figure it out. God brought us through before. Yeah. Amen. Every now and again, you got to eat some cheese sandwiches just to remind yourself chicken don't last always. Sometimes, bless God. <laughs> oh, thank God for chicken. All right. So rejoice, receive, remember, and rehearse the thing. That's how you find the joy of the Lord again. It's already there. But you just have to remind yourself. All right, watch this. Reasons to rejoice. Like I said before, uh, rejoicing is not a mental trick. This is not some mind over matter thing. This is a fact that God has have eternal truths that you should consider in the face of wherever you are. Certain things are true with God and you. And those things are true whether you're going through or not. Right? And by rehearsing those things, it will take the edge off of what you're going through if it's a negative thing. It'll take the edge off. Right? And you begin to realize, oh, welcome to the human race. Like, and you may, I, I've had this conversation with so many, particularly young people, where, where they feel so bad over the mistakes they've made. And I say, okay, okay, here, let's, 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 get, let's keep it 100. Everybody you know have blown it a lot. Everybody you know. And the ones who don't think they have, they're blowing it now because they're lying. <laughs> Welcome to the human race. Some things you thought would work a certain way didn't work. Somebody you love left you. They didn't the Rick James. Love them and leave them. They did that to you. That's what I used to do. Use and abuse. That. You've been through all that. If y'all don't know Rick James, grab the closest black person. Y'all explain Rick James to them. Y'all all right. It's New Year's. I'm going to be crazy today. I got 16 more minutes of this. We're going, y'all going, we're going to have some. You've been through it. And so you begin to realize, you know, you're going to feel that. Somebody betrayed you, it hurts. Right? So God ain't telling you not to hurt. It hurts. He's just telling you what to do when it hurts. So hurt don't take you over. You won't be singing Good Morning Heartache because, you know, you're my best friend. Okay, we can do songs all day, y'all, if y'all want to do this. Right. All right. So it's not a mental trick, but rather a response. So watch what Paul says. These are reasons to rejoice. These are eternal truths, some things to consider. Paul said, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the very first day until now. Being confident of this very thing. What? That he who hath begun a good work in you will complete it. 
God started something wonderful in your life. And I don't care what goes on. God is not going to throw you away. God is a stalker. You mess around and said, I love you, Lord. Be my Lord. He's all, you got me now. I ain't going nowhere. You ain't leaving me. <laughs> Every single time you turn around, God right there, oh, you ain't leaving me. I don't want you no more, but I want you. I think you're beautiful. God is a stalker. Y'all, y'all be all right. Just hang on in there. He started good work in you. He's going to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Isn't that good news? Even if you blew it, he's still working with you. If you messed up, you're messed up. You messed up so bad, you messed up, got messed up. You messed up. He's still going to work with you. He's not going to throw you back. That's good news. Don't give up on God because he won't give up on you. Reason to rejoice. Therefore, my beloved, as you've always obeyed, not in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and do of his good pleasure. He's not even, he not only is God with you, he's working in you to bring about the good behavior that he's trying to get you to do. He ain't up there like, okay, here the bar, you better jump it. Okay, can't jump that. Well, you just, you just trash. No, he's going to say, no, listen, this is how you get over this. See, God is helping you get through things and over things. I, you know, I feel sorry for people that they don't really have a real relationship with God. It's just religion. Jesus didn't die to give you rights, rituals, and rules. Rights, rituals, and rules ain't going to never take you through nothing. Matter of fact, it can make you stupid. Be doing stupid stuff in the middle. <laughs> make you stupid. You worrying about the wrong thing at the wrong time. You worrying about what color they wearing. I saw a lot of people. I mean, I've been in church. I saw a lot of people. They, they save child, but they be coming in here looking any old kind of way. That's really what we're here for, seriously. The balance between the human soul receiving Christ and you worrying about what clothes they got on. There's a, a reverend down in Cincinnati, Reverend Gray. I'm sure he's going to be with the Lord. He was over a movement called Teen Challenge. Teen Challenge, they took young men and they ministered to them in bad situations. They had a thing outside of Cincinnati called The Farm. And that's kind of what it was. But it was just a group of young men and, and mentors to try to help these young men get their life back on track. And so, you know, some of us suchy muchies, it wasn't me because I've never been a suchy muchy, not like that. I got suchy muchy stuff, but not this one. And so they came in and they said, well, Reverend Gray, we commend you on the work you're doing here. But however, we saw some young men smoking. And Reverend Gray said, oh, my God, smoking what? <laughs> cigarettes. He said, oh, I thought they had weed. Oh, good. Woo. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's just cigarettes. You see, religion does that to you. You, do, you care about the wrong things. See, with God, the Bible says in one place, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a contrite heart. God is looking at your brokenness when you come here. Your behavior could be off. Your, your method could be off. Your, your, the way you said it was wrong. But he's checking out your broken heart and seeing that where it's coming from is sincerity. He'll teach you how to do it better later. Thank you, Lord. God working in you both the will and do of his good pleasure. I love this. In Philippians 1.19, Paul is talking to the, to the believer, to the church. In his letter, he says, for I know, oh, see, I feel like preaching. Where is, is Sharon Macklin here? Hey, Sharon. 
I told Sharon yesterday, I feel like preaching a little bit. I feel like doing some running and preaching. But my back is hurting, so we're going <laughs> to chill out on that. This is one of them preaching scriptures. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance. I don't care what you're going through. Paul said, I know this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. I know I'll be delivered. It's hard, but I know I'll be delivered. Grief is killing me right now, but it can't really take me. I know it will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness as always. So now Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death, for me to live in Christ and to die is gain. Don't even be scared of death. You a child of God? What you scared of death for? Death has no sting and the grave has no victory. When you to be absent from the body, be the present with the Lord. I'm leaving here anyhow. So, you ain't never amounted to nothing, but I'm going to amount to something now. I'm going to glory. So, that's what Paul told the saints. For me to live is Christ, to die is gain. I'm good either way. Now, as I preach this to you, see, it's up to you to receive that or not. See, if you receive that, see, once you're not afraid of death anymore, it changes your whole life. Because you ain't afraid to die. Oh, that's messing some of y'all up. You'll be all right. Read your Bible. That's a reason to rejoice. In February, February 1st, my mother went on to be with the Lord. She had suffered for about eight or nine years with dementia, right? And, uh, you know, my mom and my father, man, they were like, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Mama, Daddy, like that, right up there. I love my mama. Man, when I first started preaching, it was just me and mama on the road. Daddy didn't know God yet, and my brothers and sisters, I was the baby, they were gone. So up and down the road from, from Toledo to Fremont, to Cincinnati, to Sandusky, it was me and mama talking about the Lord. Daddy worked third shift. Everybody else was gone. I was the man of the house overnight. If something went on downstairs, baby, go down there and see what daddy is. Yes, ma'am. Hey, you big as your daddy. They don't know what's walking down the step. You big as your daddy. <laughs> okay, all right, I believe him. And so when mama went on to be with the Lord, man, I was hurting. And then I, I, I got this other revelation. And uh, in fact, God gave me a dream in the midst of that grief. And uh, my mother was at a banquet table with her sister, who had passed away about a year earlier, my father, and some of the saints back from the day. Some of y'all didn't grow up in that, so y'all don't know how good a thing that really is. And they were doing what black churches do. I don't know white churches do it, but we used to eat on Sunday. <laughs> Some of them churches, you could smell the chicken frying. Why are you preaching? Some of y'all, anybody? You don't know if you tell them to preach an amen because he's talking right or amen to hurry up because I want some chicken. 
<laughs> and she was having the best time in this dream. And she just eating and smiling. She looked up and smiled at me. She was just so happy. I woke up. I said, God, what was that? He says, where your mama at? I said, wow. He said, yeah, wow. Yeah, absent from the body, it's present with the Lord. She's doing just fine. You're going to miss her, but you're on your way. Don't worry. See, I, really, I live in that truth as much as I live in the fact that she left. Those two things exist in the same space. And it stops the enemy from trying to get you to lose your mind because somebody did what everybody in this room going to do. Die. I might as well go old preach on you. You better get your fares in order. <laughs> you better get your, t- you get your ticket in your hand. You need to get them reservations for the end. Because there's an appointment you're going to take and be on time, and you're not going to be late. You just need to be ready when it's time to go. Say amen. That's better preaching than what y'all saying. The greatest truth. So the joy of the Lord comes from receiving remembering and rehearsing eternal truth. But the greatest truth to receive and to be certain of is that Jesus Christ is Lord of your life. Because if Jesus Christ is not Lord of your life and you're not born of his spirit, then this joy of the Lord is really not available to you. It doesn't mean that God doesn't want you to have it. It simply means that you haven't had a spiritual rebirth. That's why Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again to see the kingdom, to enter the kingdom. You must be. And so this is the greatest truth. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes, see, that's your part. In, in, in Bible language, to believe is to receive, to receive is believe. God so loved the Lord that whoever receives him, whoever believes in him, should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, this is the big mistake we've made for years. Most of us think everlasting life is what happens after you die. The fact of the matter is, everlasting life or eternal life in the Greek, same Greek word, translated one place eternal, another place everlasting, everlasting life or eternal life begins now. Jesus said in the St. John 17 and 3, this is life eternal, to know the Father and his Son whom he sent. See, your eternal life begins with your relationship. Your eternal life is not a place or a thing. It's a relationship with God. Man, when I got a relationship with God, it don't matter what people think about me. You can call me N-word all you want to. I do not care. I'm not an N-word to God. God loves me. He loves me. He takes care of me. He's on my side. What I care what you think. I'm over it. I'm past it. I'm not not worried about the racial thing. I'm past it. I'm done. I'm a king's kid. I don't care if you're a female and they're trying to rag on you because you're a female. Don't worry about that. You you God's female. You're going to be anointed by God. It don't matter. When you get God where he ought to be, it doesn't matter what people think of you. Who cares? I was going to be there. Hallelujah. Y'all still with me? God didn't send the son into the world to condemn the world. God's not interested in condemning you, but that the world through him might be saved. And so the choice is yours. What to embrace. The truth to embrace. And the greatest truth is to be certain. See, let me say this to you. I got three good minutes left. Now 257, 56, 55. 
Listen to this. I believe that the pandemic allowed us to see something. It revealed and is still revealing. For many believers, they figured out that what they had was more a habit of coming, setting, and getting. And it wasn't the relationship that Jesus promised. This is not a condemning statement. It's a, it's a wonderful truth. Because if you discovered that, then all you have to do is grab hold of what Jesus said. Don't be so much worried about what pastors say or what preachers say. You can read. You want to know Jesus? Pick up your Bible. <laughs> I had to say it in such a way you won't forget. Pick up your Bible. It ain't in the family Bible. Ain't one page been cracked. Your family, y'all, okay. Pick up your Bible. Read Jesus for yourself. Read what Jesus said for yourself. And receive him yourself. And then what we're talking about will make sense about half the time. Because pastors got issues too. Sometimes they be preaching out their issues. Y'all like, Pastor, I'm on one today, boy. He, what's wrong with him? I saw this guy. Now I got one minute left. I got to tell this story because it was so funny to me. I'm, I'm on Facebook. First, I thought the preacher was playing, but he was serious. He started screaming, you're going to hell. You're, somebody, y'all seen this? You're going to hell. And there's a little drummer behind him and the keyboard. And in a black church, when you tune up, they help you out. Say, and God said, go, dun, dun, and what you do will bring you through, like that. And so they were trying to help him out. And so when he screamed, you're going to hell. And they kind of gave him some He said, stop playing the drums. You're going to hell. Stop playing the organ. You're going to hell. Everybody go to hell. Ah! I'm like, oh, he having one. <laughs> Pray for this man. He'd have lost, he lost his mind. Preachers have issues sometimes. Sometimes you got to overlook us. You got to wear, Lord Jesus, black people. Bless him, Lord. <laughs> When black people say that to you, that means you, you messed up. Oh, oh bless him, Jesus. <laughs> he just, he just. So, the Lord hasn't called you to have us mediate your relationship with him. We're just an aid. We're not a sage on the stage. We're a guide on the side. The Holy Spirit is your, your lead and your guide. Respond to this truth and be certain that this is true. And then the rest of it becomes a reality in your life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for your word and your spirit. Perhaps there's someone here today that's never really made Jesus Lord of their life. They never said with their mouth and believed in their heart. I confess with my mouth, the Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart that God has raised him from the dead. You've never prayed that prayer. Here's the good news. Whenever you pray it and wherever you pray it, and whenever you call on the name of the Lord, he will save you. You're going to be driving down the street and go, this is what I want to do right now. We pray that they would pray that prayer. In this season, there are many people who are hurting. Somebody's missing. They're hurting. We pray for that one who's hurting. We pray for that one 
who needs a little hug and needs a little help today, and that we would go up and walk in the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. We choose to rejoice. This is the day that the Lord has made.